0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbour. It's Tell the Truth Week 3 post-game edition. We're dissecting Jacksonville's 37-17 loss to the Texans. Rookie QB C.J. Stroud outplaying Trevor Lawrence. Calvin Ridley dropping balls and taking penalties and little-known Andrew Beck making NFL history against the Jags and more. Let's get to it. The Jaguars lost 37-17 to the Texans at the bank. Houston looked like the team many expected Jacksonville to be on Sunday, Clay. What happened to the Jags?
1: You know, that's a good question. I really wasn't expecting a performance like this. I think after the Chiefs game, they were kind of going to get it in gear, but that didn't happen. And as cliche as it sounds, I mean, just the details. You're jumping off sides, like you said. You have penalties, costly penalties. You have dropped drop passes. You have poor protection. You, you have, you know, 260-pound men running touchdowns in from your kickoff <laughs> team. I mean, it's just incredible what happened in this game and how everything went wrong. But the game wasn't close. Okay, you got to get better. You have four backup offensive linemen on the field for the Texans, and you get no sacks. I mean, like, what's what's going on here? I mean, t- th- this guy has been playing it all year round, and you haven't been able. You don't get any pressure at all. I mean, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, not looking good last two weeks. Haven't been able to get any pressure. I know the first week against Anthony Richardson, you had six sacks. Josh Allen had three. A few of those were. Anthony Richardson running the ball, getting pushed out at one yard loss and calling it a sack. So a few they're still technically sacks, but you're you're not getting the pressure that you really need to. So it's a little bit, it's a mix of personnel. It's a mix of, I mean, I think there is some play calling stuff there, but Press Taylor's catching all this grief. Press Taylor can call a play. He can't go out there and catch a football. I mean, there's rumors that Doug Peterson picked up the play calling in the second half. They started to move the ball a little better. I don't know if that's true, but if he did, it it felt like they did move the ball a little better, and he's got to keep doing that moving forward. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, this was a a, a tough loss, and in my time as a Jaguar fandom playing for the Jaguars, I I don't remember a loss as demoralizing, and I think it's because this team – was expected to be so good, and they're just not. And I know going back to my time there, that Houston has always been a tough team and a tough out. And Houston coming in to, to Jacksonville this year with a rookie quarterback, all his offensive linemen out, you're missing some guys in your defensive backfield and pulling off a win. I mean, that's that's this is a low point for the Jags, and they can only go up
0: six straight home loss for the Jags one of those was when Jacksonville was a home team in London against the Texans they've lost 10 of 11 and you mentioned or alluded to at least some of that preseason hype and Peterson was asked about that did the players see or hear too much of it going into the season and he said I think that's real you can't live in the past or you're going to fail in the future whether we are reading our press clippings we need to get out of our own way right now we got to figure out how to win a game. So when you hear Peterson and obviously you have the background of playing for him, say those types of things, like maybe this team is too high on themselves. How do the players readjust?
1: I think him making that comment, he's trying to challenge his players and, you know, I think they have the talent in that room and Peterson really believes that, but there was a lot of hype. And I mean, I was, I was probably the leader of the hype train this (laughs) off season. I was the first one in line. I was the leader of the hype train for the Jaguars. Man, Trevor Lawrence coming back. Yeah, the old line doesn't look great, but you're bringing back your full defense. You're bringing back your full receiving core plus Calvin Ridley. Oh, This team's going to be even better than the team that won the division last year, the team that finished 7-2, and two, the team that Trevor Lawrence, at the, the, the last nine games of the season, finished second in completion percentage, second in passer rating, second in touchdown to interception ratio. This team's going to be even better. So, yeah, sometimes when you're sitting there learning about how great you are in the media and oh man, we're going to, this division's soft. This division isn't very good. I think we got this one in the bag and and we're going to be one of the best teams in the league. You know, that stuff can seep in sometimes. You can start to believe the hype before you really put in the work and get on the field. Got to remember that every season, each team starts 0 0. Each game starts 0 0. You got to go out put the work in and earn the opportunity to be in a position to win a division, be in the position to win a game, be in a position to win in the playoffs like they did last year. and each year, it don't matter. I've been in a situation in Philadelphia. We finished the season hot in 2000, 2011 brought back the exact same team, ended up going 4 and 12 and that's when Andy Reid got fired. It ended up well for him if you saw the the chief versus the Bears game that was ugly for the bears but each team each year is different a different identity you have to put the work in and it's it's never going to be the same you have to start from square one every time and i think jacksonville wanted to go to you know the end of the book instead of reading the first chapter the second chapter the third chapter going through the work they wanted to go right to the playoffs right to the division championship you can't do that got to win every game got to be there every week.
0: Peterson followed that up by saying we've got 7 days to listen to the criticism, which is rightfully so. Do you think that he wants his players to hear that and have that really make an impact on their mindsets or how do you read into Peterson's quote there?
1: Yeah, I think so. He wants, it, I mean, he wants them to chew on this one, man. Feel feel how it feels. To really just let this one seep in here and, and how do you feel after this loss? Do you want this to happen again? Let's go back, watch the film. Let's, let's see, what did we do wrong? What happened here? We got to get better. We can't have wide receivers jumping off sides. Calvin Ridley, I was the leader of the Calvin Ridley hype train too. I was the biggest advocate for Calvin Ridley, knowing what he did in Atlanta. This guy wasn't, this guy didn't even help the team at all. He hurt the team this week, and I think he can bounce back. But this game, you credit him with two drops. I give him three. That penalty in the end zone, the ball hits him on the chest. and But you got to make that play too. He jumps off sides twice. You know how hard it is to jump off sides, Justin, when you're a wide receiver? You are literally looking inside at the football. You don't even <laughs> listen to the Kings. You <laughs> look at the football. Man. Your eyes are inside. And you are looking at the football. To jump off sides, I mean, that's, an, that's incredible. That is just a complete lack of focus. As a wide receiver, offensive lineman, yeah, the crowd's loud. You got this big 350-pounder breathing heavy across the line of scrimmage. You could see how some of those offensive linemen might get antsy and do a little flinch, you know? Wide receiver, what? Dropping passes, jumping offside. That's unfortunate. He's not the only one. Travis Etienne, great game. Showed why he's still still one of the best running backs in the league. I thought he had a, had a really good game. But you can't drop touchdown passes. Momentum is real. Momentum's a thing. You have an opportunity to catch a touchdown pass in the beginning of the game and you come away with no points? You're missing field goals? Special teams is playing terrible? That is a huge momentum swing. Momentum's real. People that don't play football, they think, oh, you know, momentum, momentum, yeah, whatever momentum's a real thing it's some elusive esoteric type stuff here but as a player when you got the momentum going your way the crowds in it some for some reason things just seem to happen positive for you when the momentum's going against you you get that mindset as much as you try not to here oh here we go again here we go again here we go again and to me that's what it seemed like for the jaguars you get a big play you got got a hand to the face get a big play now you drop a pass Get a big play, and they got a pass interference. So they got to get past these penalties. Keep improving. As cliche as it sounds, man, you just you just got to focus more.
0: Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real time updates on statistics, news. And odds from week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl. Bet online gives you the access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online—it's where the game starts. Rookie QB CJ Stroud in my estimation at least, Clay, and I want to get your analysis on this, outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Did you see that happening entering week three?
1: I wouldn't say he outplayed Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you look at the Jaguars' defense. I mean, that second play, Tank Dell, Justin, you could have got him that ball. I'm not saying you don't know how to play football, (laughs) but that's how open this guy was. And, yes, and the Jaguars' pass rush, I mean, he could have dropped the ball, dusted off, you know, yawns takes a big rest and throws the football there is nobody coming back there i mean it is not difficult to play play into jaguars defense right now it's rather easy to be honest and trevor lawrence he's got guys dropping balls get agnew with another fumble and agnew to go off topic here a little bit you gotta stop letting punts drop you see a punt he lost 20 yards of field position When you're struggling to get the ball in the end zone, you know how hard, like how important those 20 yards of field position. Those are the things that are the differences between the, the the wins and the losses catch the punt. Don't fumble the football. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Jaguars, but CJ Stroud, people are talking about Trevor Lawrence. He threw the bad interception. Yes. Besides that, I mean, what, what else do you want this guy to do? He's hitting people in the chest, and they're dropping balls. Those are drive-ending plays. If you keep the drive going, that's when you get into a rhythm. It's not his fault. He can't catch, can't get into a rhythm because his guys aren't making plays for him. And then he's getting pressured on, all, on top of all of that because his offensive line is shoddy. You, they're, they're, there's holes in this whole line. And obviously Cam Robinson's coming back in a few weeks, but – I don't even think that's going to fix all the issues. So I don't think you can say C.J. Stroud outplayed Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud was impressive, and I mean for the for the Jaguars' defense, I mean that's sad. You let you let a rookie quarterback come in and, and do that to you. This this kid was in college. This kid's twenty one years old. Justin, he just he was just able to start drinking beer. He cracked his <laughs> first beer a couple of months ago. I don't know about you up there in Canada, but down here, you have to be 21 to drink. This guy's 21 years old and he comes in and tears up the Jaguars defense. What are you guys doing out there? These guys can't get any pressure on the quarterback. Right now, after 20 games, Trayvon Walker was not the right pick. I'm sorry. You had the first pick in the draft and you got a guy. Okay. He's a guy that maybe's a decent, you know, run stopping. He's a guy. That's all he is. He's not a superstar. Number one pick in the draft. You want a superstar? You got a guy. C.J. Stroud looks like what a guy taken in the top five in NFL draft supposed to look like. Not Trayvon Walker.
0: Stroud, you've mentioned this a couple times, and the stat is he was sacked in NFL high eleven times entering Week Three on thirty dropbacks against the Jags. He was hit four times. Was not sacked in the game. And Lawrence said. Too many bad plays and critical moments in situations. And I would agree with you that Lawrence seemed to be on point. And there was that fourth and two where they went for it. He actually got a ball to Ridley that Ridley caught. Brandon Sheriff gets the -the hands-to-the-face penalty. How big was that, I know it's a singular play, but moment in the game in terms of possibly creating momentum or taking it away from the Jags?
1: Justin, these plays are huge plays, momentum plays. You go for it on fourth down and you get it. That is such a big play. You're you're creating momentum. Huge play for your team. Okay, now we're gonna go down and score, whistle, hand to the face, punt. Okay, huge, huge game-changing plays. This is you there were so many of those. I'm surprised it was even a 20-point game. I mean, just time after time, this was happening with the Jaguars and if you watch the Jags last year, yeah, you know they 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 always start games slow, they start seasons slow. That's just the Jags. No, you can't do that. You're trying. People are saying before the year that they're going to be competing with the Chiefs, they're going to be competing with the Bengals, competing with the Bills, and this team's getting blown out by the, the Houston Texans, who's be one of the worst teams in the league, 0 and 2 coming into the game. Missing four offensive linemen, 11 sacks coming into the game. They've given up. You don't get one. This is ugly for the Jaguars. You got to go back to the basics. I don't know if they're doing too much. Sometimes when you have too much in the book, on offense and defense, your guys play a little slow because they're thinking maybe just go back to the base install and start doing the day one stuff, and hopefully this team can start playing better.
0: Do you think the offense missed Zay Jones out with that knee injury?
1: Yeah, maybe they miss Zay, but Zay Jones ain't going to come in and make that much of a difference. Yeah, they, they they probably miss Zay Jones, especially with Calvin Ridley, man. He act like he forgot how to catch a football. I know people are saying,
0: oh, yeah, man, he's rusty. He's, he's, he's
1: busting off the rust. You have an entire preseason, entire training camp. You have weeks of practice. You, catch, you don't forget how to catch a football. It's not like this guy went to a – you know, another country and just completely forgot how to play football. He's got to be able to play. I don't care if he missed the season last year. He's rusty. Yeah, you played a preseason. You played a hard training camp. You practice all week. When it comes game time, you got to come in and you got to make these plays. There's no excuses. If you are on the field on Sunday, you are expected to at least make the plays that are there when the ball is hitting you in the hands. Guy like Calvin Ridley, he's supposed to make those plays and then do some extra plays on top of that. He's supposed to, to make to, to, to have some yards after the catch, creating an excellent game-breaking play. Those plays that he's that he's not making are plays that day one, anybody that puts on an NFL jersey, NFL uniform should make.
0: That Rusty narrative is interesting considering that. Calvin Ridley had over 100 yards in week one, eight catches and a touchdown. So it seems like the rest would have all been gone after that, right?
1: Yes, I I talk about him. I, I just post a tweet saying, you know, what in the world is going on with Calvin Ridley, man? This guy's supposed to be a, you know, a top 20 or whatever receiver you want to give him. And, and he's, he's not making routine plays. I know it's NFL, and it's tough to call play routine. But when you drop a football in your chest, and I know in the game the bolts are flying, it's not, you know, maybe sometimes it's difficult. Trust me, I've been out there. But you're on that field. you got to make that play. I'm watching this guy in training camp. I go, man, this guy's looking good. This is going to be an exceptional year for Jacksonville. I love the way the receiving corps look, and they're out there getting extra work. I don't know what it is, but you got to figure out if it's something mental, you got to figure out a way to make those plays, or you got to find, find someone who can. He honestly looked like one of the, you know, the worst receivers on the field for the Jaguars. You got young guys. I mean, you got Tim Jones. You got Jamal Agnew, obviously Christian Kirk. Some guys are looking better than he is. Uh, Evan Ingram, I mean, I'm like, dude, just throw the ball to them. They're, they're at least catching it. They're not a hindrance, and you're jumping off sides on top of that. I know it takes a while to get back in the swing of the game, but you're a veteran. You've played this game before. you you got to you gotta be better than that. I'm not putting the full game on him. Offensive lines got improved. I thought the running game, Travis Etienne did well, you know, talking again about defensive line, zero pass rush. I saw, thought Foye Aluakin had a heck of a game, 14 tackles. Um, obviously, you got Darius Williams getting beat in the, the, the first Tank Dell touchdown, and then he just had a, a mental error. They had a switch release. He got his wires crossed and scoring a second touchdown. Darius Williams, and he ain't going to like watching this film. But, I mean, there's a number of guys. You're not, I'm not just trying to single out one guy, saying Calvin Ridley or Trayvon Walker or Darius Williams, the offensive line, Brandon Sherr. There's a lot of guys that contributed this loss, including the Jaguars coaching.
0: And special teams was a major issue as well. Texans fullback Andrew Beck measures in at six foot three 255 pounds or that's what he's listed at at least return to kickoff 85 yards for a touchdown. That means he becomes the heaviest person in NFL history to take a kickback for a TD. How did
1: that happen, my man? Well you saw it he he goes to catch the football he drops the football, dusts it off. Breaks one trade. Trey Herndon, honestly, if I could put that on one person, it's Trey Herndon. You're the safety right there. You can't let him get outside of you. And then run, I don't f forgot who it was, but the last ditch effort when the guy went for the for the legs there before he scored, that was poor effort, man. You can't catch a fullback that's 260 pounds. You're a defensive back. <laughs> and then the punter or the kicker, he he just got in the way when he was trying to make a, a very poor effort, trying to make the tackle. But Trey, that comes back to Trey Herndon. And sometimes when you drop the football, it gets the guys out of there. I was I was a big special teams guy. I was the best special teams tight end in the NFL for a couple of years, hands down. Played every special team, core four. When the guy drops the ball, you see the ball on the ground, you, you kind of forget your rules. You just go after the ball, forget your lanes. And he picks it up. Oh, man, now you're a little bit outside off of where you're supposed to be. He breaks a tackle, breaks two tackles, and there's nobody there to help. Usually, you got a full team, a game tackle there, but that, that kind of affects you in a negative way. Takes me back to a play I was on called the Miracle in the Meadowlands Part Two. Deshaun Jackson drops the football. I was on that punt return team, picks it up against the Giants, winner takes a division. Deshaun takes the, the punt return, 65 yard for the touchdown, game's over. You know, he dropped the punt there. Guys get out of their lane. They start looking at the ball. They start going for the ball. And if you miss a couple tackles, bad things happen. Good for me and the Eagles, bad for the Jaguars, but it's tough for the return for the, for the coverage team there because you see that ball, it's like a shark when there's blood in the water. You just go after it.
0: Dude, those are the stories I love, man. When you take us behind the scenes of the moments from your career and sprinkle them in here when warranted, Jacksonville on special teams minus 13 on the day, one missed field goal, one block kick, that kick return TD. What do they got to do to get it cleaned up? I mean, you said it yourself. You were the best tight end on special teams in the NFL for a couple of seasons there, if not more. How can they clean these things up? Because those errors cost them a game, essentially.
1: You got, I mean, that's tough. It comes down to a team. You got to have guys that, care about special teams and you know special teams lately especially is taking a backseat because obviously the new kickoff rules you know and they're, they're trying to protect the players. to understand and me as you know i'm an old school guy i love the kicking game you know i always saw that as a way that i could get on the field and help the team extra you just got to have guys that care about it and know what they're doing a lot of it comes down to the special teams coaches too but but overall it's just it's about want wants to everyone's play offense everyone's play defense you got to play special teams too you know why special teams was one of the big reasons you lost this game. Missed a field goal, block kick, return for a touchdown. You're not going to be a good football team if you do things like that. And special teams still matters. I know it's looked at it's not looked at like I like it used to when you had the Bears winning games with special teams and defense and you know obviously there's new rules there and for player safety but you got to figure out a way. I mean, the Jaguars are just going to have to start punt- kicking in the end zone every time and trying to take the touchback because you try to use it as a, you know, as a plus. But when it comes to something like this, it's just a huge minus for your team. And it's something that you got to you got to fix. If you don't have special teams that can at least get the job done without creating negative plays, you're not going to be a winning team.
0: Texans cornerback Shaq Griffin started and returned to Jacksonville for the first time since the Jaguars released him in March. He said, quote, I got released by that team during my surgery, so it got very personal. Griffin missed most of last season with a back injury. He said, you try to give so much to somebody. I gave everything I had to it. So, yeah, everything was personal. Clay, can you understand what type of situation Griffin was in coming back and then how good it would feel for him to get a win by the team that had released him earlier in the year?
1: Absolutely. In 2013, I got released by the Philadelphia Eagles and I got signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. 2014, the Jaguars are going to Philly to play uh, to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I had circled that game in my calendar in the offseason and unfortunately I had a calf strain I missed the game. But that is what you dream about. You want to go back the next year to that team. You want to play well. You want to beat them. You want to stand there and you want to look at the coach, the guy that said that you couldn't do it, that you couldn't play, the guy that cut you and say, hey, remember when you cut me? We just beat you and I just played well. That's a dream scenario for Shaq Griffin. I'm happy for him as a guy, guy that always worked hard. But it's funny looking at Shaq Griffin last year. He wasn't very good with the Jaguars. He was getting beat. He was getting beat a lot. I mean, you're seeing touchdowns. I mean, games were getting lost because of Shaq Griffin. And coming into this game, I said, okay, we're going to be able to take take advantage of Calvin Ridley on Shaq Griffin. This is a huge advantage for us. Hats off to Shaq Griffin. Obviously, you know, Calvin Ridley just couldn't execute. And Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley against Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin wins this battle. Never in my mind but I thought these two big-time receivers – you know, you get stifled by Shaq Griffin. You can't, you can't take advantage of that. A guy that you cut, a guy that you released in the middle of last season comes back and plays good enough with you to where, to where you can't take advantage of, of him as a player. And when you let him go in the first place, doesn't look good for the Jaguars front office. Doesn't look good for the Jaguars coaches. Doesn't look good for the Jaguars players.
0: Griffin gets his revenge, and that does it for this week three tell-the-truth post-game edition of the Believe in Jaguars show presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.